The views stated by the hosts of this podcast are opinion only and should not take the place of a qualified healthcare professional or mental health specialist. This podcast is for education and recreation. Welcome to Ask a Hag. Hello. Hey. We're here. <laughs> a podcast about self-care and witchcraft in the modern world. I'm Allison. I'm Leslie. And we are asked questions every day in the work that we do within our community. And this is a podcast as a space for us where we can share our knowledge and experience as witches and healers. This is a place for you, dear listener where you can find inspiration and also feel empowered wherever you are on your journey. It's true. It is true. Welcome and hello. Welcome and hello. Hello. It is fall. Officially. It is officially fall. Well... I think next week it will officially be fall because the temperatures are going to drop a little bit. Do you oh. know what I mean? I mean, like, no, I got you. weather-wise. Yeah, weather-wise. It's been... It's, 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 we've been having some uh, some some warm temps here in the Pennsylvania mm-hmm. uh, area. Yeah. And it kind of feels like California. Yes, you know, with the blue it, skies and the no rain and the... And yeah. the air conditioning still on in the house. Yes. You know? I said to Jimmy, I said, it's desert temps out here. Yeah. We got cool mornings, cool. Yep. Mm-hmm. cold nights. That's right. Warm ass days. All my house plants are back in the house mostly because yeah. it's getting real cold. I out know. There. I got to pull my babies in. Mm-hmm. That's going to be my practice this week. Coming yeah, up. I've got yeah. just a couple left out there, but but yeah. So um, so that's that's the weather update. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> back to you, Allison. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Um, so we just uh, we just wanted to say thanks so much, everybody, for the support of this um, creative project that applause, we have going. Applause, applause, applause. Um, we wanted to say that because now we are on Apple Podcasts, it would be so absolutely incredible if you folks went on there, if you choose to listen that way and give us some reviews so that more people can find us and we get more questions, which is awesome because we want to answer your questions so badly um yeah so that's that's a new and super cool thing and then of course um our voicemails you can leave us a voicemail on anchor fm which we've got a couple in in the uh, queue here as well coming up which is super awesome um and of course you can you know do all the other things follow DM, us on Instagram email, yeah yep. all the things we're um <clears throat> we're kind of caught, caught up on a lot of our questions so we need some guys yeah. send them in please that'd be great Derek Lacell that means you <laughs> she's calling you out bro Derek <laughs> send your auntie some questions <laughs> we were talking today and he's like I, 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 how do I go about doing that he's got some cool qu- I'm telling you I'm excited I'm totally down ah, boy oh I know a gem he is so so inquisitive a gem in the world mm-hmm. yeah and yeah, yet he so knows everything we decided that um the acorn is uh officially our ask a hag oh, yes. uh, mascot <laughs> yeah i need like i'll have to ask martin because she always happens to have some googly eyes on hand but i'm just getting acorn <laughs> yes. and put some googly eyes on it I and that it. i love it mascot. That's so funny. I've been sending um, Leslie DMs of like a ton of different acorn stuff that I'm finding on on uh, social right now, and it just keeps coming up. And then she shows up tonight with what? 
<laughs> a Mrs. Myers candle called a corn spice. <laughs> Hashtag fertility and abundance. That's right. Fertility and abundance. <laughs> so funny. Yeah, don't forget your hashtags. It's my favorite pun. I love it. I love it too. Hashtag. Hashtag. <laughs> it's the little things. Nailed it. Thanks. Totally nailed it. Oh, that's really awesome. Shoots. I love it. Okay. Yeah. So, um, yes, today so. we've got a lot, a lot to talk about as usual. We're, um, discussing witchy tales, folklore, superstitions, superstition things, cat magic, cat magic, the magical you know. Mr. Mistopheles. Yes. So we're kind of like, we're starting to get into, yeah. um, the fall spirit the autumn spirit and so you know this time of year it's all about that transition um into winter mm-hmm. right yes. and it's that spooky time of year it's starting it's starting i keep out, out on my walks every day with my dog i'm like oh. i'm hunting i'm hunting down all the halloween decorations are I'm you? Like, where are they where are every day i give donna an update there are no halloween decorations. that's what we're doing next week that's what we're doing while she's gone. You and I are going to go on a field trip yes. to Home Depot. <gasps> yes, ma'am. <laughs> we went to Target and we bought. You showed me some pics. Did you send them to her? No, you sent me a picture of oh, you yeah, and, yeah. The, and the horse. Like, yeah, the black unicorn head. Yeah, the black unicorn. Yeah, so we went to Target and. <clears throat> um, black Philip unicorn head. Yes. Oh, black <laughs> Philip. Um, we bought our very first, like, officially spooky Halloween decoration. It is. It yeah, mo- does it move? It doesn't move, but it definitely makes sounds does and it, lights up as well. <laughs> well. How would you describe it? It's like a. It's like the. Um, it's like a trance ghoul. A trance ghoul. Yes. <laughs> so it's like this Sign white, up. this white gossamery like gauzy floaty lady head with like a veil over top of her face <gasps> and her face lights up and she does this like weird like she's playing the air theremin it's exactly. myrtle snow it totally is myrtle snow <laughs> it's a damn pumpkin it's you. so great it's so great someone somewhere is like you know what we need to make this thing sound like you remember that pumpkin from the 80s yes <laughs> I wonder if my mom oh, still has that. So oh, spooky. Okay. It's the best time of year, guys. Sure it is. Oh, it's my favorite. It is. I love it so much. Anyway, so. Oh, I do too. So, yeah. So that's why we decided yeah, to kind of get into some, mm-hmm. you know, some uh, superstitions, folktale-y sorts of things. Yeah. It's yeah. fun. It's yeah. cool. We get to learn stuff. The, in, in, yes. And uh, so one of the, the things that I found not to just do, we're talking about. Go into it. Real quick. But yeah. Why orange and black? Good question. Do you know? No, I have no you idea. You don't? No. I bet you could wager a guess. Uh, oh, no. Um, Donna? Um, orange and black. Orange and black. Orange and black. Orange and black. Break it down. Steelers and the Cleveland Browns. No, that is <laughs> no, wrong. It Donna. is not football. <laughs> <laughs> orange is for the harvest. Oh. And black is for death. No shit. Yeah. Man, that's really deep. It makes a whole lot of sense. It sure does. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm like, dude, bro. Come on, Allison. Bring it out. You yeah, right? It. Bring you it out. It. But the veil is thinning. The veil is thinning. I can is feel it because, already. Mm-hmm. Is that because everything that like grew is dying? Yes. Yeah. Yep. Everything and that grew is dying. Yeah. And we're mm-hmm. going into winter. We sure are. 
you know yep um yeah and it's it's palpable at this point for me yeah yeah for sure how um, are you sleeping terrible you mean too awful <laughs> Um, one of the superstitions is left-handedness. Ah. You know, all this stuff comes from, and we will talk about this in another episode, but it comes from mm-hmm. Christianity. I know. And the fears. Yep. And the fear of women. The and the fear of the vagina. And the fear of birth and creativity. Yep. But if you were left-handed, you were seen as being strange and weird mm-hmm. because many people were right-handed. Yep. So anything left, left side of the bed is getting up on the wrong side of the bed. If you apparently, if you pass a drink to the left or if somebody passes you a drink with their left hand, it's bad luck. No shit. Is that interesting? I didn't know that. I didn't either. Huh. But I always had a feel like the left hand meant that you were a witch. Yeah. Left hand path. I am not left handed. I'm not either. I am. Are you? Donna is. Yep. Ooh, she winked. Ooh, I knew it. Oh, my heart. Ooh, I knew she. Um, do you? She does. She does sleep on the left side of the bed. I sleep on the left side of the bed. Uh Uh-huh. There we go. Oh. How about it? I don't know. I have a joyous time every morning when I get out of bed. (laughs) That's right. Couldn't be happier. The other Hmm. thing that, that was kind of a big thing that we'll talk about, and we may get into it even more, is... When they were doing the Salem witch trials, the devil's mark, and very sadly, they mm-hmm. would strip women and try and find a mark on their body, some kind of a strange mole or mm-hmm. birthmarks are so common. Yeah, so common. Do you have weird birthmark? I have a, I have a birthmark. Yeah, it's my on my foot, my right foot. My sister and I both have kind of a similar birthmark mm. on our backs. Hmm. Hers is bigger and darker than mine, and mine is smaller. Hmm. It, Marnie's is like c- kind of almost a butterfly shape, and mine is some kind of random blob. Mm-hmm. Um, but the other thing is a strawberry patch on the back of your oh, neck. Oh, yes. Have you ever heard of this? Yeah, that's a big deal. Like, if you have a strawberry patch mm-hmm. on the back of your neck, you're like clairvoyant and yep. psychic and witchy. Touched by and the devil. Yeah, I have yep. one. So does my mother. Hmm. I think my sister does too. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, do you have one? No. Are you sure? Positive. Okay. Sorry, bro. But the yep. strawberry patch, that's right. that's that's a thing. And it was I remember reading this. My sister had bought me this moral I she had the book and then or maybe it was my father's, um, but she acquired it and yeah. then became part of her library. And it was called The Book of Ancient and Forbid Encyclopedia of Ancient and Forbidden Knowledge by Ooh. Zolar. Zolar. Probably a 1960s, 1970s old book. And it had some of that mole stuff, but then also like study the lines in your head. Holy shit, like I palmistry. want this book so bad. Yeah, it's real. I'll bring it over next time. I would love to see palmistry, it. Palmistry, but then it was like studying the lines on your forehead as like a type of palmistry as well. Wow. Like there's a Jupiter line and a Saturn line and like all of that kind of thing. It's really fascinating. Fantastic. But it goes into like numerology and I was so obsessed with this book when I was a kid. And I remember that's how I got my friend Hillary to come over. I was like, hey, you want to come over and smoke ciggies and like read this? Book? <laughs> <Smoke> <laughs> She's like, sure. She was like, I'm down. <laughs> and we were so like enthralled by this, so this mysterious knowledge, you oh. know. But that was where I remember reading about the strawberry patch. And then when I was preparing some some information for this, I couldn't find it anywhere. Mm. Where'd you hear about it? I don't remember. Yeah. Yeah. But I have heard of it before. Mm-hmm. Maybe it was in a movie or something that mm. I saw. So, yeah. 
and interesting and black cats being yes you know being the witch's familiar yes ma'am and that came from a celtic tradition mm-hmm. um and there was um apparently a fairy named cat Catsith, mm. who changed into a black cat and then it became this like which is familiar kind of fairy changeling kind of that's stuff cool yeah very cool that's all i know that's great that's all i got excellent what do you got well um i want to talk about witch windows yes so there's this thing um it's an architectural phenomenon that only occurs in vermont u.s u.s of a Mm -hmm. and it's when a double hung sash window um sometimes like a single-sided casement window is placed in the gable end wall of a house so it's like crooked right and it's like like third story like you know attic that's that's like the placement you know yep and um and then it's rotated like 45 degrees from vertical oh yeah isn't that interesting so yes the the legend is that um people believed that witches couldn't come into your house if um you had a window like this like they wouldn't be able to fly their broom into that space so like let's say you know you're bedding down for the night you've got all your windows closed but then you have that one open because you need the the draft to come in the breeze to come in a witch wouldn't be able to enter your home with that so that's the legend behind it the other legend behind it is that it's a coffin window so and there's not a whole lot of like validity behind this either of these things obviously you know but um the coffin window idea is that um if someone died in in the home on the second or third story they would be able to get a coffin into the home through that window because the stair the stairs tend to be so small in these kinds of homes but that's kind of like not a lot of um architectural historians have kind of like debunked that Mm -hmm. you know so um because like why wouldn't you just bring the body downstairs like you don't need to put well you know yeah <laughs> just sitting the stairs you just drag it down yeah so um so i think that's really cool and this that is this architectural thing only happens in that state it doesn't happen anywhere else well, which do is you super know cool. any reason why like vermont and vermont only well the um a lot of the research that i was reading um was that historians think that it's just basically comes down to people being resourceful mm-hmm. and building these houses and needing airflow yeah and so that's you know when these homes were built this is like the um the mid 1800s is when it started mm-hmm. when these homes were built you would go to your general store and you only had like one type of window to order and then you would get it and then you would be like okay now i need to like figure out what my house looks like so <clears throat> you know there, it's like one size fits all sort of sort of things oh, yeah so, so it's just cool. resourcefulness yeah. basically yeah. you know making sure that the house get you know keeps cool and ven- well ventilated mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. is that oh, cool that's super cool yeah. yeah i like that a lot mm-hmm. pretty neat huh. Huh. i've got two others i'm all ears awesome so you have you seen witch balls 
before. <laughs> the balls of a witch. <laughs> uh, Swinging low. No, ma'am, I have not. All right. So <laughs> uh, in today's world, we have these things called witch balls, which yeah. are glass balls that are hand blown mm-hmm. that have uh, glass threads inside of them going up and down in every which mm-hmm. way. And they're mm-hmm. like brightly colored sometimes. Yeah, I, I do them. know what you yeah. I have seen. Have you I ever have, seen a yes, witch Yes, my balls? sister has one. Yeah. And we used to sell, they sold at a local gallery. Yes, yeah, they're yes. cool. And I've actually tried to get some at the shop. Mm-hmm. Go on. Yeah, they're cool. Mm-hmm. And they're traditionally hung in windows mm-hmm. and the idea behind it is that it um, distracts and traps the evil eye. Yeah. Or, you know, any witch that is trying to do negative magic on you. Yeah. Um, but. Uh-huh. So they have actually a history um, which also. kind. It's like a. A cousin of witch bottles as well, which is a tradition that has been, um, this tradition's been around, you know, forever, basically. Especially like a genie in a bottle? Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, there's a lot of, like, archaeological digs in Europe, oh um, specifically in Britain and Ireland, where, like, they they have found uh, witch bottles buried, you know, in, um, next to foundations of homes you know way 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 back in in history mm-hmm. um and so they think that it which balls kind of became like a secondary witch bottle if that makes sense or like a different manifestation of sure. the same idea okay um and for those of us that don't know what which bottles are it's basically <clears throat> a container so we've talked about in previous episodes, the pea jar spell, the honey jar spell, those are witch bottle spells. Um, so you just get a container um, that is able to be lidded. The really old ones are earthen mm-hmm. or ma- are, um, are uh, pottery. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and you are putting um, intention and putting objects into that bottle for a specific purpose. Mm-hmm. Most of the time it's protection Um, A lot of people are using them in that way. The idea is that the bottles capture evil, which is then impaled on things like pins and needles. Oh, so that's Um, why they put the shards of glass and stuff in there. That's right. And it keeps it in place. Um, And uh, common things would be urine, which we've already talked about, hair or nail clippings of the the victim, Mm -hmm. Um, red thread as well. Yep. Um, and things like rosemary, red wine, um, you know, pretty much any protective plant can be, Mm -hmm. you know, added to this. Fascinating. And, um, they need to be placed in an inconspicuous spot in the home in order for them to work. So it's kind of like, you know, the, the less the family knows about it, the better. Yeah. Because you're not thinking about it all the time. Sure. Um, and they're considered counter magical devices. Um, counter magical, yeah. So they draw in and trap harmful intentions. <laughs> well, yeah. It, in in the Ghostbusters, oh. the, the thing they slid along the floor. Yeah, the proton packs, mm-hmm. or is that what they put on their backs? No. Venkman, you've done it a den, a den, a den. <laughs> I can't talk to proton packs. It is like a proton pack. Yeah. yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Oh, that's pretty cool. So they think that um, witch bottles then morphed into witch balls, which also have a link to the ocean and fishermen because um, the earliest witch balls were the glass floating devices that sit on top of the water mm-hmm. as they well. Were, would they be red with netting around uh-huh. them? Yep, or yes. blue or green. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. my dad has a couple of those. Uh-huh. My dad's got a couple witch balls. Does he know? <laughs> just kidding. Oh, just kidding. Just, just, a kidding. just a kidding. That is very, very cool. Yeah. Um, that sparks one, some, one more yeah. thing. Yeah. So the, um, the first mention in literature of a witch bottle appears in the 17th century. So this is a very, very, very old practice. Mm-hmm. And I would say one that's cross-cultural. Sure. As well, which is super cool. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I find that fascinating. Me too. What do you got to say it about, sparked, uh, uh, about cat magic? Well, yeah. Because <clears throat> you were telling me about that a little yeah, bit. Yeah, well, I like cat. I do. I, I know love you it. like your little kittens. Oh, I, you know I do. And yeah. um, I love working with my animals. Mm-hmm. And again, you know, Allison and I were talking earlier. It can be cats. It can be dogs. It's just, you know, it's just working with your with your animal. You're familiar. Yeah. And, um, but... Cat magic specifically, um, cats are known to be clairvoyant. Really? Yes. And so cat magic is, is, is about connecting to your familiar, um, and it can be as playful or as deeply intentional as you choose. Um, it's all about the flow of the energy between the two of you. Mm -hmm. Now the, you are actually using um, by the cat's will and we we call these things cast offs so you have to and we're talking claw mm. like nails okay, the, whiskers, the whiskers. Yes. fur yeah. it has to be you cannot actually extract it from the cat because then your magic won't work mm-hmm. or it'll turn back on you yeah. because you're harming something else Right. and so I've been saving my cat's whiskers forever so, so what what do you do with yeah. like the whiskers first? So you say. will do magic with the shedding, the natural shedding of these things. Like for example, you're utilizing the energy of the cat, right? Mm. So cats are nocturnal, so you're you're utilizing um, like that sort of like scene in the dark. Mm. You know, um, mm. the the night like night power, or also if you're thinking night power, you're thinking moon power. So you're connecting on a lunar level as well mm. when you're utilizing. Because when you think about a cat's eye, it can be very like sort of iridescent and, and kind of reflect and ref- and refract um, light. Mm. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Cats are also incredibly protective. And you shared with me a long time ago, you know, I was like, oh my God, my cats are just laying all over me. And you're like, you know, they actually absorb your yeah, negative energy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they're in cats are um, really good at transmuting evil negative energy that kind of thing mm-hmm. so that goes to me i was talking about cat's eyes mm. so any of our like stone friends so our tiger's eye is going to be not only hashtag fertility and abundance oh yeah but protective um and then cat's eye is actually very protective too and when i'm mentioning these stones if you're familiar it, it can be like um I think they're sometimes referred to as a starburst. Oh, okay. Um, like there's a with the star- light play, in like it. the light play. That's yeah. that's what's referred to as like a cat's eye or okay. a barrel. Sometimes it can even be referred to as a barrel. 
<clears throat> so right whiskers you, when you're when you want to have that energy you're going to carry it with you as a talisman mm. you're going to put it in your medicine bag you're going to mm-hmm. put it in your tarot bag you're going to put it in your back pocket you're going to put it in your purse so fur a cat's fur is for love Oh. And hashtag fertility. That's so sweet. <laughs> hashtag fertility. Yeah. <laughs> fur is for love. Oh. A whisker is for prosperity and protection. Okay. Because if you think, I'm sorry, for prosperity and intuition, if you think about a cat's whiskers, it's feeling kind of yeah. intuitively it's where space. its space is. So, oh, like self awareness oh, and all that kind so of much. thing. And then the claw. Is for protection. The cat's mm. claw is for protection. You mm. gave me a beautiful claw a while back. Bear claw. Yeah, you did. Mm-hmm. So these are things that you're going to carry with you in your medicine bag. Mm. Um, you're not burning them in a cauldron or cooking them in a stew or anything like that. This is something that you'll keep with you. Whisker stew. Yeah. And so um, we talked about transmuting negative energy, laying really on or around you. Um, they know the. They also they know the words to banish darkness. Mm. Yeah, um, and I have personally noticed, and I think this is just a familiar thing, but they're very protective when I'm doing ritual. They're yeah. either like Fonzie will either s- like stand at the stairs and guard the stairs, or he'll stand at the door and guard the threshold of the doorway. Mm. He, Fonzie mostly Fonzie's very very and Fonzie is a black cat mm-hmm. and he's a big gorgeous panther cat um, so he does guard quite a bit um, and Jay is just Jay wants to Juju wants to be in on doing yeah. the work and that kind of goes to a little Celtic Irish Scottish legend is that tortoise shell cats and Juju is a little tortoise shell were the original witches familiar hmm. not a black cat hmm. back interesting how about that? That's very interesting. Um, if a cat sneezes in your house, it's good luck. Oh. Mm-hmm. If a black cat comes into your home, you are blessed with a long life, good health, and prosperity. And tortoiseshell cats bring good fortune. Yeah, that's pretty much that's it. That's great. That's pretty much all I, I have. It. Do you? Don't you have a class coming up about this? I do. Yes. Isn't that? Oh my god. <laughs> I am not teaching the class, but this um, incredible uh, woman, Trisha Keel, is coming in from Texas, and she's teaching working with your familiars, remembering. And I like the way that Trisha words it, because she's remembering. We know this. Mm -hmm. We're just Mm -hmm. remembering how to work with our familiars. That's really cool. For those of you that may not know, a familiar is a chosen animal friend, Mm -hmm. um, insect friend. Yeah. That we work with. Mm-hmm. Um, crows are common. Yep. Cats are common. Dogs are common. Mm-hmm. Rats are common. Rabbits are common. Mm-hmm. Frogs. Spiders. Yep. Did I say bats? No. I don't know if a bat, like bat, I think are just associated, but you might have a pet bat. Mm-hmm. Sure. Sometimes I, mean, I look good at... Good for you if you did. Fonzie looks like a fruit bat sometimes really when I look at him. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. That's so um, cool. So that class yeah. is coming up soon, right? So that class is coming up Saturday, October 19th. Remembering working with your familiars. We'll be at the shop from 3.30 to 5.30. That's great. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have to go. Yeah. So the best way that you can, like, just if you want to start getting into working with your familiars is talking to them in your mind mm. because they are telepathic. And so I started 
um, calling Juju and Fonzie telepathically. Mm. Like if I'm laying in bed, I'll call out to her with my mind. Like it's time to come to bed and snuggle. And so, and she'll like, she does it. She does it. She comes up, she'll jump up. So kind of starting slowly and working with like just speaking with your animals on an energetic level and they want to work with you. Mm -hmm. They have tremendous, tremendous knowledge and they like Juju has been teaching me a new language. Mm -hmm. Like she's been teaching me this language. I'm not sure what it is or where it's coming from, but it's something (laughs) that we, we talk to each other in this language and that's great and i just it just it just came out of me one day and we just would and she'd like kind of nod and like close her eyes and i you know that was that but that's really cool i don't know if it's a cosmic language or what but it's not english Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so that would be yeah i would say just kind of checking in with them and you know, just like anything else, we've talked about tarot or plants or crystals. Like mm-hmm. when you give something such incredible respect and you work together and you give thanks and gratitude. It comes. Yeah. The relationship grows. It absolutely does. And yeah. I used to notice too, like when I really started cre- making meditation a practice for me, always one of them, either they were both with me if I were on the bed or Fonzie would jump up in my lap while I was doing meditation. Mm. That's great. Anything with bean? We, yeah, I don't, I haven't really uh, dove into this. So I'm, I'm excited. I'm really excited to learn more about it and, and work with her in that yeah. way. Anyway. All right. So cool. that's all Yeah. Very cool. I do remember what it was I was going to talk about. What was it, honey? When you were talking about the witch's Which, balls. Witch balls. Why people put horseshoes above their door. Oh, yeah. Why? Because now there's several, it's to keep witches out. Yep. To keep evil out. Now. Yep. There's some stipulations. Mm. The shoe has to be made of iron because iron is known to ward off evil. Yep. The and shoe fairies. Yeah. It has to be. It, the shoe has to fall off naturally. It cannot be taken off of the horse. Huh. And it has to be hung above the door with iron nails. Oh, interesting. Yeah. It can't just be plopped there. Nope. And it's meant to keep out, ward off evil and keep witches out. Huh. Keep nasty witches out. Keep out those the evil. Ones. I like to say evil eye because it's eye. not like the hairy eyeball. Any, yeah, the hairy eyeball. Yeah, I like that hairy eyeball. Yeah, I mean, I don't like it. No, I don't either at all. No, no, thank you. <laughs> but because, like, it's so hard to like, like, are we talking about ourselves? Or are we talking about other people? You know. Yeah, I just think evil, the evil eye. eye is, yeah, like we all know what anybody that is. with ill intent. Exactly. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. What do you know about the number thirteen? I know that it's a sacred number. It belongs to the goddess mm-hmm. and Venus, I think. Probably. Ooh, did you know that Venus is familiar? Venus. Is a leopard. <gasps> found that out with cat magic. That's when I was reading my cat magic book, which I found at the thrifty shopper in Erie, Pennsylvania, a Christian run business selling that cat magic witchcraft. <sighs> I love Thrifty Shopper. That was a really fun job. I loved that job. No I shit. got to dig through boxes all day is that, long. Is that where you uh, kind of cut your teeth on the vintage stuff? Looking no. through things. No. I cut my teeth uh, on the vintage. <laughs> <laughs> Going through boxes up in the attic when I was probably eight or nine years old. Oh, just yeah. digging and digging. 
Dig stealing it. shit from my sister. Fuck yeah. Sorry, Marn. Got a picture of me in some vintage back in the day. My sister went as a punk rocker, and I was like, no. I want to look like a dirty gothic witch. And I put all the clothes on. I love this beer so much. What is that one? Is Seventh that one? Sun Goo Goo Muck. It's a tart India pale ale. It is absolutely delicious. Can. And the can is gorgeous. Seventh Sun out of Columbus, Ohio. It's awesome. Yeah, please have some. It's really good. I don't and, typically like a sour beer. Oh, uh, sour is my favorite. I can't get enough of them. All day long. So good. That's incredible. Isn't that nice? Thanks, Seven Sun. That is an incredible. I gotta take a picture of this. Please do. That is delicious. And the can is this beautiful crow. Mm. Please drink responsibly. And I am. Because I'm at my home. <laughs> home time. So, an Arabic. Um, you know, this really awesome. You know, I was telling you about this really awesome book, which I will share on Instagram. The Magical Cat. It's an older book. Um, but I loved this. That you know, we talked about cat's eye or tiger's eye stones. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So in, in um, Arabia, they believed that if you were carrying a cat's eye or a tiger's eye stone, that you could actually become invisible. Oh, wow. And a medieval understanding of these stones was that it returns the evil eye back to the sender. Hell yeah. And that's how they can be very protective. Straight back at you. Yeah, yeah. I just thought, like, yeah. I mean, we just—it's it, it almost like that. You know, some of it gets lost sometimes. Sure, you know? absolutely. Or it's just—it's um, transformed, yeah, into something else. Yeah, you know, and that—and isn't that kind of the way witchcraft is, though? You know, we kind well, yeah. of use what we have in the moment and transform it into something different. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, fascinating. It is really interesting. Yeah. Thanks for bringing that up, man. Well, I just, you know, I had it written down. I thought it was kind of kind of cool. It right? is really cool. Witch tales. Yeah. Doo-doo. <laughs> Doo-doo. <laughs> um, the, the only other thing I wanted, did you, did you ever hear the song Witchcraft by Book of Love? No. Have we talked about this? Uh-uh. We have not talked about this. That's your homework. Okay. You Got it. You listen to that song. Witchcraft by Book of Love. Yeah. I used to dance around my room in that listening to that it's this uh what genre is this it's 80s Ooh. 80s sort of new wave i love that kind of punk but anyway so it, yeah it, it goes through and it talks about you know and she just it's kind of um a listing sort of way of um songwriting where it's kind of like um, what's her face used to do that a lot in the 90s Alanis Morissette oh yeah she would list right are you uh-huh. familiar with this like the list songwriting where people would list it's a black fly in your Chardonnay it's a red, red on the 4th of July it's a burr, burr. <laughs> is that what that is stinky eye I don't know <laughs> <laughs> stinky eye ah, yes and she just lists and lists and lists and so it's so witchcraft is very similar to that it's I like love it Damiana Wolfsbane Panatana Bunana oh. Barnabas Angelique Bunana Andorra it just goes on and on and on it's I, lo- I like the listing I like not, the list it's not the melody but yeah, it's cool. It's cheesy but cool. You'll dig it's it. It's kind of like Billy Joel and we didn't start stop start the fire. Peter 
queen and start the fire. Did you say Pluto Pie? <laughs> you know, Pluto Pie. Pluto Pie. <laughs> That's delicious. Sure is. Oh my god. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's funny. A Pluto Pie. A Pluto Pie is so nice oh, after a big dinner. It settles your stomach. Yes, it does. <laughs> All right. Are we ready for some questions? Yeah, I think it's no, I think so too. writes hello again i know that it's often recommended to charge things like crystals and candles in the moonlight but what if the moon is not visible from your house around this time of year the moon is kind of hidden behind the houses around me is there another good way to charge things aside from sunlight since some things should be left in the sun and we won't have an abundance of sunlight in Pittsburgh over the coming month. Thanks. Yeah. Boy, that's the truth. It's true. Yeah. So tons of ways to charge things. Yeah. Well, the first thing I want to say is, hey, when it's cloudy and you go out, you still put sunscreen on, right? Sure do. So if you can't see the sun, you know it's still out there. So there the it energy is. of it's happening. So what I want to say is, even though you might not be able to see the moon, the energy is vibrating true. in the sky. So yep. it doesn't matter. You can still put it out there. If you can feel it. They can feel it. Exactly. Um, other ways to charge. So selenite. Mm, I have are, that in my lap yeah, right now. Yes, you do. Mm-hmm. I love selenite. Is is one of my very, very favorite stones. And selenite comes from the Greek goddess Selene, who's mm. the goddess of the moon. So there carries a lot of lunar energy. So you can not only charge, but also cleanse your stones if you place them on or near your selenite. And there do exist some actual charging selenite charging discs. <clears throat> which I like to use to charge my tarot, cleanse my tarot or my stones or a gl- there's so many ways of to water yeah. or your jewelry mm-hmm. or yeah. So that's one wonderful way to <clears throat> cleanse and charge your crystals. I also, um, I just a, a side note for selenite. Um, I do a lot of like ritual work on a charging disc of selenite as well. So that could be like your stage, yeah. so to speak, whenever you're doing some stuff. i altar shares, yeah. True. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. Multi, multi-functional, mm-hmm. multi-uses. Now, I know some folks will charge and cleanse their crystals in a bowl of salt. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This is fine as long as you know your stone can handle it. Mm-hmm. Some stones can, you know, salt can be, salt can be a tough. It can be very sad. and tough. So it can be tough. Mm -hmm. So you just want to make sure your stones, like I would say, like malachite would not be a good stone to put in salt. Jet. No way, Jose. Yeah. You got to be careful. Mm -mm. So doing your research on that. Mm -hmm. Now, so here's the other thing too. Again, same thing. I know I'm like all over the place. It doesn't matter. Um, Even if you've got those stones on your southern exposure window and it's a gray day, again, they're still going to get that it's true. Daylight, sunlight, energy. You pick them up. Right? You feel the vibration. They're locked and loaded. I would not advise you to put them in the microwave. I I would, that's not a good idea. <laughs> don't, don't do, do this at home. No. Nope. Don't listen to Donna. In this case, it might be an interesting Donna. experiment. <laughs> Ooh, I don't like them. Oh God! Oh God! Eeks! I hate microwaves. I don't yeah. even own one. I hate them. Good for you. I hate them. Mm-hmm. Hmm. That's a no. That's a no. 
Hmm. That's a hard no. Um, you can hold the stone in your hands, cradle it like as if you're, you know, obviously depending on the size, but you can hold it and hold it to your heart and charge it that way. Mm-hmm. You can like whisper serious like words of love and gratitude to the stone to charge mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. You can also bury it again too. Yes, you can. Mm-hmm. And you can put it in running water. Yes, you can. Natural running water, too. And you can pass it through a flame. Mm-hmm. Pass your Real stone quick. Through. Real quick. Real no, quick. Don't, like, don't linger. Just mm-hmm. And you can even hover above it, too, I've read. Mm-hmm. Or I'm done. I've also heard of freezing, but I don't recommend freezing it. Really? Yeah. Freezing? Yeah. That's interesting. No, Donna. <laughs> no. <laughs> Absolutely not. No microwave. Absolutely. Absolutely not. Uh, here's another one. If you've got an amethyst cluster, any cluster that you have, you can charge a stone on your clusters. That's another one. I love that. Do you like that? I do. I dig it. Um, yeah. Mm. Whispering love to it. Something else I couldn't think of. Oh, bells. All right. Duh. Clapping and bells. <coughs> Sing to it. Sing to your crystals. You can sing to your crystals and you'll sing to your crystals. Hey, sing to your crystals. <laughs> sing to your crystals and you can sing to your crystals. <laughs> That's true. Oh, Lord. Did I ever tell you about why I don't like Billy Joel? Okay, it's real quick. So, um, when I went to, to school, uh, college specifically, I won't say where, um, there was this woman that lived, <laughs> I was living in a dorm, and there was this woman that lived on my floor, and she loved Billy Joel, bless her heart, and, um, and, and she would, she lived by herself in her own room, and she had her door open, and she would just march up and down the hall, yelling, like singing, sing yelling, sing yelling, to Billy Joel when she was wound up, so it happened a lot. So like when she was anxious or like studying anxious, for a test studying, and she had to like happy. It didn't matter when. Wow. Mm-hmm. That would be and, disruptive. And I heard the song "We Didn't Start the Fire" so many fucking times. Okay, so thanks, Emily, for Boy, <laughs> asking helpful. us about long-winded and helpful charging yeah. your crystals and other objects. And and to be fair or to be clear, guys, you can charge anything. You know, you can charge jewelry, you can charge your eyeglasses, you can charge. You know, it doesn't doesn't just have to be mm-hmm. a crystals as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Anonymous writes, "Hi guys, recently I've been going through EMDR therapy." to process some past traumatic events in my life. I'm happy to say that the therapy has been really successful so far in my mental and emotional health, but I still feel like I'm holding on to the trauma energetically. I would love to pair my craft with my therapy to see how it might help. Do you have any suggestions for things that I could do to help banish or let go of the energy of those traumas? Absolutely. And I have, I've got a couple ideas. We've got some ideas. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Shoot. So, um, because you're working on the emotional, energetic body, my um, thoughts immediately go to water 
any kind of water magic, running water in particular. So this could be a daily practice for you, taking a shower, thinking about all of the energetic stuff kind of kind of coming up to your skin, rising up above your body, and then allowing that to kind of flow downwards in, down the drain with your shower um, as kind of like a daily cleanse. Because I think da- daily cleanses, for me and anyway work a lot better than like once and done sorts of rituals especially if these are old childhood like old deep hurts you know mm-hmm. so working on it on a day on a daily basis just as you would with your mindfulness practices just as you would with you know working with your therapist as well and hooray for you for doing that that's yeah. fucking awesome um you know <clears throat> again you know i don't I think doing a, a big ritual would be really helpful too, but a, a daily practice mm-hmm. of, of sloughing off this old stuff would be really great too. So working with, you know, water magic in the shower, mm-hmm. working with, um, I know I mentioned this already, using salt in the shower, mm-hmm. you know, lightly scrubbing yourself with salt, that really helps the energetic body as well, as long as you don't have sensitive, mm-hmm. you know, skin, mm-hmm. of course. Um, you were going to say something, Leslie. You know, I, when we were talking, I think running through the elements here, you know, mm-hmm. so yeah. water and then fire and, you know, any lingering attachments that you might be feeling, you know, you shared with us that you're, you're very happy to say that your mental and emotional health is feeling moderated, he- healed. Um, but maybe there, you know, some, some of those lingering things that might be coming up, write it down and burn it in a cauldron or a campfire or a fireplace or some sort of your safe container, place. your yeah. safe place to burn those things mm-hmm. can be very helpful. And you can do this after your therapy mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. when things are really right. fresh. Yeah. You know, I found whenever I was going through therapy, um, the, the, time after and the day after was always almost the hardest because it's like you know all these things are kind of it's like the swamp you know you're kind of like flowing through this area that hasn't been disturbed for a long time and all the sediment kind of comes up to the surface again and you're like holy shit like I haven't thought about that in so long and this is still affecting me and I can't believe that that's when you want to really work your magic Mm -hmm. and like Leslie said you know Write that shit down and burn it and let it go. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Cord cutting mm-hmm. would be another thing. So um, this is a process of visualizing energetic cords that are created. You know, this is a natural process. We create cords. We tie ourselves to other people and other places. Um, and a lot of times when we go through um, difficult experiences with people it's very hard to cut our ties from those people energetically. So going through a process of um, what's called cord cutting is super important. And what this looks like for me anyway is I uh, place a circle of, of protection around me in ritual. I have a piece of obsidian um, that is very sharp on one end edge. It's like a naturally created stone. You can certainly use a physical knife if you want to. Um, Your athame? An athame, yeah, a ritual knife, um, a, a, uh, a some sort of blade. Kyanite blade? Kyanite, mm-hmm. scissors. I mean, virtually anything, you know, that would be uh, a nice object for you to, to cut an energetic cord with. 
you visualize in your mind's eye the cord attached to that person or place or experience. And you try and kind of like feel that cord as much as you possibly can in your body. And then with one swift motion, you use your cutting object and cut away that cord, Mm -hmm. visualizing the cord um, being separated from that thing, that person, that place, and kind of dissolving away. And the most important thing that you want to do is then after that's finished, replace it with good energy because you don't want that cord to kind of come back and attach yourself. I love that. Attach it to you, I should say. So um, you could have something like rose quartz with you and kind of place it on that on that place that the cord was attached to. You could put your hands on that place as well and kind of send yourself some love energetically that way. Um, some plant friends for this process roses are super protective and super loving and we all know you know having loving boundaries is really important um so having roses with you in this process and maybe placing the rose petals on that on that place Mm. as well would be really helpful too um to kind of fill that spot and heal it up um and I know we've talked about a lot about this idea that there's no, like, this isn't school. There's no A pluses. There's no D's there. You know, you, you're going to do it right. It's not pass or fail. It's not pass or fail. And I will be clear. Um, a lot of the times you have to do it again and again and again and again and Mm -hmm. again, just like in therapy, you know, Mm -hmm. you thought you were done with something and as it comes up again, you work on it again, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. So, um, just be, be aware of that too. Um, I've done cord cuttings with uh, around one specific thing 10 times Mm -hmm. at least, but it gets easier, you know, each time you do it. it, So, and act as if, you know, another, um, one other thing I'd like to say is just more of a verbal audible, like brain, um, brain train, brain train, brain train. And, um, this is, you know, bring the energetic feeling up or express energetically how you're feeling Mm, mm -hmm. or where you're energetically feeling lack and say, cancel and delete. Like I delete this. Mm -hmm. I clear this. I cancel this Mm -hmm. and then immediately fill it with a loving Mm -hmm. statement. Yeah. I I agree, Leslie. I think it's really, really, really important to actually feel this Mm -hmm. stuff. Mm -hmm. We can't shy away from it. Mm -hmm. That's shadow work. Yeah. Really seeing it, honoring it. A lot of times we're feeling these things because we want to keep ourselves safe. Mm -hmm. It's self-preservation. Exactly. So, you know, I love that you're so in tune that you're able to, to feel the energetic aspect of this, of this healing. Um, and yeah, so don't shy away from it. And I just want to say uh, just some words of encouragement anonymous really quickly. Like you, you're physically doing the work. You're emotionally doing the work. You're mentally doing the work. These energetic feelings are seeds and they are growing. They just haven't pushed up through the, through the earth yet. Mm -hmm. You are blossoming. You are refreshing. You are recalibrating. You are recycling. You are coming back to who you are. 
do allow this moment of stillness for those little sprouts to push up through the earth. You're mm-hmm. doing the work. You will be rewarded. Hell yeah. Yes, you will. Mm-hmm. It's already there. All right. Senta from Pittsburgh writes, oh, here's a cat magic question. <laughs> what are some tips on connecting with a new feline friend and familiar? Okay. This is um, one of my, okay. I'm, 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 I'm going to take this one. Do it, girl. <laughs> I'm going to sit back. I'm like, hold on, I'm pushing you. I'm like, I'm front of the line. Um, <clears throat> my very favorite thing, when when I first brought Jay, um, Juju, we call it, I call her many things. When I first brought her home, um, we made a, we had a lot of eye contact. We made a lot of eye contact, a lot of um, telepathic promises and, you know, actual like out loud speaking out loud promises to her. I'm here to take care of you. My purpose in bringing you into this home is to not only care and protect for you, but to also work with you. Um, just like bringing home a stone, harvesting a plant, anything like that, you know, here is what we're going to do together. And this is my end of the bargain. And you are going to also help me grow and protect me and clear negative energy. Um, but to me, eye contact is the biggest thing Mm. still to this day. Like I, like this morning, every morning we wake up and we stare into each other's eyes and this is our morning ritual. Me and my girl, I call it morning moments with Juju. Morning moments. It's like coffee talk with Allison. I love it. I love it. Morning moments and I just stare at her and we create this incredible connection with each other. And so Hmm. um, eye contact, um, talking to your cat as much as possible. You know, Jimmy always says, the more that you give an animal, the more you get back. Mm Mm-hmm. Hell yes. You, you know, you know, a home where the animal is a part of the family because Absolutely. there is a dynamic, there mm-hmm. is an energy, there is a, a family, there is unity. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and they thrive. Yeah. They absolutely thrive. And so do we. Yeah. We also thrive. Oh, yeah. Unbelievably mm-hmm. so. Um, one other thing I'll say is blinking. So when you're doing eye contact uh, with your cat, slow blinks, like slow replet repetitive blinks I've always learned was your way of saying I love you to the cat Mm -hmm. and they'll blink back I actually know that Santa has a new little familiar in her home but even starting now with that telepathy you know talking to them without talking to them like hey your food's ready hey it's time to go to bed hey it's time to play you know but talking like mind mind work cats are cosmic they're, yes, they're star they energy. They really, they're like, the, listen, and look to, to Egyptian historical writings about cats because they, they know, they know the magic of, an, of the cat. They, they um, had they temples for them, yes. you know. Um, and rightfully so. And rightfully so. Mm-hmm. They are majestic creatures, mm-hmm. small and tall. So that would, those would be some of my, um, That's great. and, and be part of their curiosity, follow them, follow them around. Jim and Juju, Jim will get down on all fours and walk around with Juju, like get down <laughs> on her level and she loves it. So like get down on all fours and play with them. Like, you know, I also like sort of, <laughs> oh boy, I'm really showing it. I lick her. I don't actually lick her, but I pretend lick her. Yeah. 
And how, how do you pre- <laughs> how do you pretend lick her? Well, I'll like nudge her, like with my nose and my head. Like mama cats will start. At, yeah. Like mama cats with their kittens, they'll start at their heads and they'll go down to their tail. Aww. So a lot of times I'll just focus on Juju, the top of Juju's head, and I'll like. <laughs> <laughs> oh oh so boy, sweet. I'm really giving it up right now. I'm I love it. I love how <laughs> it's authentic. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yep. So those are just me a couple. and Squee used to do that all the time. Squee, Mister Squee. I can't get over this. Oh, best was name for Mr. a cat. Mr. Handsome. He was so beautiful. His whiskers were so long. It was oh. insane. It was wild. He was my favorite. I, I miss him every day. I know. Mr. Squee. Mr. Squee. Oh, God, I love it. Mm-hmm. Well, thanks, Santa, and congratulations Thank you. Yeah, congratulations. on your new tour. You're new familiar. Mm-hmm. Hey, guys. Um, my name's Elle. And I'm in the Midwest, United States, and I wanted to ask something kind of silly for me, but um, I've been practicing witchcraft for about two years now, and I just don't feel witchy enough. And I don't know if that makes sense, but I'm a big person on aesthetics and feeling and looking like my identity. I feel like that makes a big difference for me. And I was wondering what you guys two what you guys do to make yourselves feel more like a witch, if that makes any sense. Thank you guys so much for recording this podcast. I love it so much, and it makes me laugh all the time. Thanks, Al. Thanks, Al. Oh, I love a That's silly a great, question. It's, it's actually a silly. It's actually silly quite a serious question. I would agree. Yeah, I really love this question. Um. Something that goes over and over, and I and unfortunately, but fortunately, I saw it as like um, an inspirational quote or meme on Instagram. But um, it was, but I don't look like a healer or look like a witch or act like a witch. And the universe, for lack of a better word, or the goddess said, we don't need actors. No, we don't need anybody that looks like the part. We need people that truly are. Yeah. And I think that's the biggest thing here. I appreciate being big on aesthetics. I am big on aesthetics. I, mm-hmm. I'm very much big on that. Mm-hmm. But even I'll come into work with just a t-shirt and jeans on and I'm, you know, that's who I am. Mm-hmm. I think all the power is within you. And, and f- for me, feeling witchy is empowerment. I would agree. I think the most important thing is adorning yourself with things that make you feel powerful. Mm-hmm. And if that means a pair of skinny jeans and some fucking cool ass boots, do it. Mm-hmm. If that means flowy black skirts and, you know, lots of long necklaces and shit, do it. Mm-hmm. If that means tons of tattoos, do it. It's really all about how you feel powerful it's not about social media aesthetic it's not about looking like girls from the craft or whatever mm-hmm. or co- or you know american horror story coven or whatever you know it's about how you feel in your skin mm-hmm. because that is where your power is mm-hmm. your power is in your body mm-hmm. because our body is connected to all the elements and to spirit that's yeah. it yeah yeah absolutely you know 
So, you know, my aesthetic has always been super long skirts and shit and long hair and stuff. Although sometimes I have short hair too, but, but, you know, I've evolved as well. And now I pretty much just wear black, but it's really just about where you feel Mm -hmm. most comfortable and how you feel about yourself. Yeah. You know? Absolutely. It so is, yeah, it if you want to be dripping in crystals, do it. If you want to wear like, you know, a crop top white t-shirt and some sweatpants, some sweatpants, do that. Like, like that doesn't mean that you're not witchy. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah, absolutely. It comes from within. It absolutely does. So, <clears throat> you it's know, in your bones, it's absolutely in your bones. And I cannot hammer this home enough. Don't worry about social media. Oh. <laughs> put that down mm. <laughs> and really you know play yeah play get you know Find, make, you know maybe you're looking for what feels right for you right now play right. around with yeah play around with that's that. right yeah i i was just gonna say um set aside some time and play dress up you know in front of a mirror and put on all your stuff and take that off and put on another outfit and just see how your energy feels yeah. in those things. You know, and maybe you want to connect or work with uh, some goddess energy. Maybe you want to oh, connect in with like Venus or Athena and just be like, okay, well, I'm going to kind of connect in with, um, you know, some, some femme, you know, energy right now. I'm going to maybe wear floral prints and, you know, that romantic like that yeah. Venus and Aphrodite and Athena and mm-hmm. they all have that deeply romantic energy and play with color too yeah you know, there's a lot of people that <clears throat> come from traditions where they will only wear white or only wear yellow depending mm-hmm. on you know the days of the week which are dedicated to specific deities in their you know in their culture and their path play with color too do you feel powerful in red do you p- feel powerful in purple mm-hmm. you know it, it really um, you know, I can't stress it enough. The power comes from within you. It's so. funny you say that because I go through color shifts. When mm-hmm. I first moved to Pittsburgh five years ago, I was all about like light blue, indigo, mm-hmm. all this throat chakra shit because I was trying to express myself. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, think about it and now. I mean, I'm, I really like when I, f- I will say this L when I'm feeling, when I personally am feeling my witchiest, I'm in lilacs and lavenders mm-hmm. and purples, which are your sort of crown chakra can also kind of relate to like third eye energy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so play with chakra colors and tune into today. I'm going to be like you said, kind of days of the week deities. So chakra too. like today I'm going to tune into my crown chakra and mm-hmm. be in purple. And I just, Oh God, I love purple, purple bra, purple panties, purple nail polish, <laughs> Eyeshadow? The purple eyeshadow. <laughs> Frosty? Oh, I, I do. I have this. Oh, I love it. I love this like lilac witchy purple. Mm-hmm. It's like you've seen. I always wear it oh, on yeah. my nails. Yep. It's like the only color I'll wear on my nails when mm-hmm. I wear nail polish. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so oh, it's, it's about fun. play. Oh, it's a joke. Yes. It's, it's playful. It's very playful. It doesn't have to be serious. Choose your favorite Sanderson sisters. Sanderson's? <gasps> yes. Oh. Hocus Pocus. Alice and I took um, the Hocus Pocus quiz, and I'm, of course, Sarah Jessica Parker. Mm-hmm. And Allison is. Wait, who, Bette Midler. Yeah. Yep. What was Sarah Jessica Parker? <laughs> it's true. I'm Bette Midler. Amanda, Jason, and I were going to go as the Sanderson sisters <gasps> last year. Oh my God. I would die. I want 
to see that so badly. Oh my god, me too. I still want it to happen. <sighs> oh lordy, we could do that. The three of us, mm-hmm. we could get Donna to do it. What Donna? Huh? Was that a hard no? Yeah, that was actually a very polite no. Thank you. It, w- it was very polite, <laughs> but I, it felt hard. It felt like very firm. And she cut that off oh, real no. fast. Oh, no. all right. Anyway, oh, thank you. All right. Well, L, I hope that helps. I hope so too. And thanks for calling in. Really appreciate it. Lovely voice. Thank you so much. Claire from Pittsburgh writes, thanks for answering my questions. Always. I have a new one for you. I really want to get into ancestral work, but it's hard for me because I don't have a very strong and close family. Never knew my grandparents. And overall, I just don't feel connected or like I even know who my ancestors are. Do either of you have a similar experience or have any tips on making connections when you don't know your family very well? I tried to meditate on this and had a few names come up for me, one of which did turn out to be a far removed ancestor who lived to be 99 and held women's meetings every Sunday per her obituary. I definitely think she was a witch. I do too. I do as well. (laughs) I think everybody's a witch though. I do. Everybody, yeah. Everybody's a wise, wise person. Yes, we're all wise. Yes, indeed. Right? It's in our bones. I think for Claire, like just being in meditation is a great place to start. I agree. Like, te- checking in that way. What do you mm-hmm. come on? Back to you, Allison. What do you think? <laughs> well, um, I think that I really, I totally understand. You know how that feels. Not really connecting with your here in this moment blood family and not really knowing you know folks in the past I mean my my best advice would be to do some research a little bit on where your people come from and then ground your practice in that um so how would you do that that's right great. that's awesome mm-hmm. yeah so um talking to your parents about it where did grandma and grandpa come from you know not necessarily the u.s per se because white folks came somewhere else you know right. um if you're a white person or if you're a person of color you know we all come from someplace yeah so um so yeah so asking questions would be uh, a good way to do it if you have someone in your family who's really into genealogy which a lot of people do you know that would be another place to go you know to kind of look for answers if you aren't comfortable um including your family into these conversations then another way to do it would be a g um a dna test which is super easy to get these days there's lots of different websites um you know, and again, if you're comfortable doing that, then you would know through your DNA where your people came from. Mm-hmm. Um, grounding your craft, your practice um, into the land that your people came from or come from is super important. I think probably more important than, you know, looking to your, you know, deceased loved ones for guidance. Yeah. Um and so um, a really nice thing to do then is create tokens as like stand-ins for those people or beings. So for instance, um, I come from uh, Scottish heritage as part of my ancestry. Um, and that's a place that I've always felt 
drawn to energetically. I've always, you know, dreamt of going there. I haven't been there yet. Um, but I hope to, to go someday. Um, and so I, I have a doll, a spirit doll that kind of encapsulates that kind of energy. And I work with it as like a stand in for ancestors. Um, Another thing to do would be to do research on, you know, the cultures and lands that you feel drawn to. Um, Because a lot of the times, you know, our intuition kind of leads us down into into the the right path as well. You know, um, I didn't know that my family were Scottish, but I was really interested in that kind of stuff when I was a kid. Um, It wasn't until I was a teenager that I learned that. So, um so yeah, so there's, there's a lot of different ways to go about doing it without like including your, you know, living family if you don't feel comfortable talking with them. Um, but ground, again, grounding it into the landscape is really important because that's, you know, that is a reflection of your ancestors and who they were and where their power came from as well. I think that's really well guided. Thanks, buddy. Yeah, well said. Yeah, bud. Anyway, I hope that helps, Claire. Yeah. And um, keep doing your meditations. I think that's Mm -hmm. also really, really um, cool and very important as well. Well, um, She's producing results. She absolutely is. She's very connected to them. Um, And I find that when you're doing that, um, ancestors tend to step forward because they want to work with you and they want to talk with you and they want you... Um, to know that they wish you well and all of those things. And so. what what do we at Ask a Hag always say? <laughs> Ask for your healed. <laughs> Ask for your healed. Yeah. Cleanse with mugwort and ask for your healed That's ancestors. Right. Somebody put that on a t-shirt. Yeah, for real, dude. <laughs> mugwort always. Mm-hmm. Always and forever. Um, yeah, and the healed ancestors part, if, if you're not familiar with, with this aspect, is um, you want to make sure if you want to do... Uh, one-on-one ancestral work with specific people um, you want to call in the folks that are uh, well you know that aren't working on their own demons and their own issues but are you know really fully emotionally energetic and energetically able to to help you on your path instead of pulling you back so yeah thanks Claire thanks so much appreciate it thank you And our last question comes from Mandy from Ohio. Hi, ladies. In a previous episode, a listener commented on the Lion's Gate. I was wondering if you could tell us if there are more events like these. It is the first time I have heard of it, and I am curious to learn more. Thank you. Love you, Hags. Thanks, Mandy. Thanks, Mandy. There are more. Yeah. Although the Lionsgate, I think, is a big one. I do, too. I think, you know... And that, that was back in August, mm-hmm. right? So that's on 8-8. Right. And the way that I've learned to understand Lionsgate is that it begins at the end of July, 26th, 27th, 28th. Mm-hmm. Peaks August 8th, but then concludes August 12th. That's the way I've understood yeah. it. Yeah. Yep. Me, too. Yep. A portal of opening in which we can ascend and heal ourselves and release... And it's it's basically an opportunity for us to get to the next level. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I think that um, 
I mean, these, these things happen ever, ever so often in a year and the lion's gate is pretty, um, repetitious, I would say, Mm -hmm. because it always happens after eclipse season Mm -hmm. because we tend to experience, uh, lunar and solar eclipses back to back, back to back up until the lion's gate. Is that right? Leslie? I believe so. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, you know, um, eclipses energetically are super challenging for us people on the earth um they're like peeling back the layers and peeling back the layers exactly it's all about shedding it's all about that working with the snake magic Mm -hmm. um you know and really kind of shedding the things that we don't need anymore so a lot of things tend to happen around eclipses as far as like big life stuff Mm -hmm. endings and beginnings but mostly endings Mm -hmm. (laughs) in my experience. And then um, on or around August 8th, that's when things kind of become more aligned and we tend to get a clearer picture of where we're headed. Mm -hmm. Um, And eight is a sacred number. It It represents infinity. Mm -hmm. It's also connected to the star Sirius, Mm -hmm. um, which is seen as the energetic solar gateway. Yeah. supposedly according to the yeah to a lot of astrologers have so. you ever seen and don have you because you're really into nasa and hubble and all that stuff Wicked. yeah <laughs> <laughs> there is a like a i have a photo of it i'll have to try and I'll, maybe i'll post it too on instagram but it looks like a bubble as above so below so it almost looks like an eight i remember seeing that you, yeah yeah and then yeah. what goes in between so it looks like our infinity symbol mm-hmm. or, Pisces or, eight. or mm-hmm. eight or whatever and so there's an understanding of that like where they join mm-hmm. and the milky way passes through that area and it's oh, understood so cool. that milky way i've heard is where creation begins like where heaven exists mm-hmm. have you ever seen the milky way I've eaten Milky Ways. I have to. <laughs> no, that's not that great. No, yeah, it's just it's I basically like a Snickers a without nuts, exactly. and why bother? It's kind of boring. Um. <laughs> so, but anyway, the milk. I we I'll never forget. Is very young, and we were down south, and we were driving home, and looked up, and there was the Milky Way. We it saw was it last breathtaking. night. Breathtaking. We saw it it's last breathtaking, night. Breathtaking, isn't it? We didn't see it last no? last night. You didn't. Did we see it we last night? We saw chemtrails last oh. night. Sorry, bro. <laughs> Sorry, Allison. Yeah. yeah, but anyway, so that I'm milky, like so milky that's way. like, that's the, that's that eight, that the energy mm-hmm. of that like very intense, awesome eight. Mm-hmm. And Lionsgate is, is cosmic star nation energy. This is, these are downloads. These are like shifts. These are, you know, all that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And so Mandy's question. More. Are there more? more? Of the same, right? Mm-hmm. I, you know, I don't, to me, Lionsgate is like the main event when it comes to this kind of stuff. Um, of course, there's big energy on days where we've got, you know, 11-11 or 12-12 or 6-6, you know, yeah. like, you know, the sixth month and then the sixth day. <clears throat> and then, of course, you know, if the year tends to line up with that too, you or know, if all so numbers like, add up to 11, that's like a big, huge day. Right. Or like if one plus this plus, you know, right. January plus the day plus yeah. the year is but 11. But I, th- I think that Lionsgate in particular yeah. is big because of its relationship with e- eclipses as mm-hmm. well. And the fact that they're just like, boom, boom, boom. You know, it's like they falling all in a line with each other. Mm-hmm. Um, 
you know, uh, blood uh, supermoons are yeah. another one. Yeah. Um, supermoons are when the the moon itself, because of the way um, the Earth's rotation and how it lines up with the moon's rotation, supermoons are clo- physically closer ish mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. the to the Earth, and so therefore they're known to be more energetically powerful. Mm-hmm. But again, it's not as big as Lionsgate. And, you know, in yeah. my experience. Yeah. I mean. In my knowledge, anyway. So. Um, the only other time that I would think is kind of intense and crazy is now. Now. Yeah. When yeah. the veil is getting thin and we're moving towards yeah. Samhain. Yeah. This is a powerful time. Yeah, I would totally agree. The whole month of October. Like, now. It's happening. We were talking just before we started, too. Mm-hmm. Like, Allison's like, it's You're feeling it already. I am. Yeah. Absolutely. And what we're talking about is the um, the shift between our physical reality and the spirit world. Mm-hmm. The, that space between becomes very thin, gossamery. Mm-hmm. And if you're very sensitive and empathic, you can really start f- feeling a, a lot of a lot of energies a lot of people um you know when i'm out in public these days you know, this, this past like two or three days it's been really intense um not technology's necessarily- been weird for me recently too yeah same for me too mm-hmm. yeah absolutely it's super strange like electro uh, sort of electronics yeah because it's like you know what i mean like yeah. it's like interference yeah yeah, I get like voicemail messages like way later than when yeah. they should be, and that's, yeah, that's very weird. Yeah, and that's different from Mercury retrograde yeah. and yeah. all that yeah. stuff. That's totally different. And you think that Alice and I too both were like, okay, well, we're not astrologers, so we, you know, like there True. are things that are happening a lot yep. with trines and retrograde, yep. you know, all of this stuff. But Pluto's in retrograde right yeah. now. Yeah, there is stuff happening all the time. Yeah, there really is all the time. Um, and it's really just about how we want to work and play with, with the energies that are presenting themselves. You know, sometimes the energies are more about fertility and abundance and some things are more more about, you know, working with shadow stuff, you Mm -hmm. know, it just kind of depends, you know, on the ebb and flow, you know, of what, what's presenting to us. All right, Mandy. Well, I hope that we answered your question. It's definitely a springboard. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of different cool ass people out there who are doing, you know, a lot of really nice astrological work. Chani Nichols is super yeah. amazing. The Voluptuous Witch is super amazing. Um, those are two people that I, you know, follow on Instagram. Diana Rose, who came in, yes, did readings and taught you. at the shop. She's fantastic. Thank you for that. And these these people, I'll you know, I'll do a link on on the Ask a Hag Instagram so you guys can see. Yeah, who you know who these folks got some good stuff going on. Also, um, Alicia. Oh, Alicia does amazing work She's around incredible. this stuff She's, too. She is always doing clearings. She is always posting about any of the Alicia Franchek. Sova Genius. Lumina, follow her. She's, She's amazing. Informing all of us. She is our our guide and our cosmic mother and She's incredible. I love you, Alicia. All right. So that's our last question. That okay. was our last question. Thank that you, Mandy. That was our last question. Thank you so much, Mandy. And thank you, everybody yeah. who wrote in. It means the awesome. world to us. As you can tell, we're having a great time and we hope you are too. 
The Ask a Hag podcast is produced by the talented and amazing Donna Kyler. Listen to us on all the places now. All, all the places. of them. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, wherever. Google Play? Yes, ma'am. Oh, wherever wow. you want to find your podcast, we are fucking there. You can be part of the podcast too, guys. Leave us a voicemail or question on the Anchor FM app. It's super easy and we will play you on the show. Honest, we will. You can find this podcast on Instagram at ask.a.hag and you can submit your questions there via DM or you can also ask your questions at askahagpodcast.com. Thank you so much, everybody. Thank you, guys. Thank you so freaking much. Seriously. This is the season of the witch. (laughs) 